Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. <laughs> How you doing? Happy Monday. It's Monday. In case you didn't know that. It's not just about the major so, there we go. Okay, here we go. This is the chorus. Ready? Here we go. Sing it with me. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I Hi, everybody. Hey, there's Bearfort. Bearface. Bearface. He's that way. He's actually that way. It's about the cross. I want to say you're welcome. Bareface to everybody. It's not just about the present underneath the tree. It's not all about the feeling that the season brings to me. It's not just about coming home to be with those you love. It's not all about the beauty in the snow I'm dreaming of. This is Go Fish, by the way. Hey, people. So, I want to play the whole thing, but we got to get jumping into the show here. First of all, I want to say hi to everybody. Thanks for coming in. Just so you know, I'm feeling really kind of tired all of a sudden. (laughs) I played pickleball today and came home and ran some errands, and then all of a sudden my throat started to get sore. Not good. Not good, especially for somebody who, like, does this for a living and, like, needs my voice. So, I'm going to get through this hour, and I would appreciate your prayers, because <laughs> I can feel it going in and out. <clears throat> anyway, bless you, bare face. Yeah. Anyway, so I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, I think Randall and me did. Yeah, we did. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do an opening devotion because it's Monday. And then I'm going to jump into this satanic uh, story. And then we got a we got a feel-good dog story, which I love feel-good dog stories uh, and all that. But first I want to say hi to everybody coming in. I, hate, I see Annie and Mia and Melanie and Gina, Hearts and Stars, Diane, Stephen. Did I say Annie? I think I did. Nico, Larry. Hello, Larry. I think Natasha was in there earlier. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go over here. I don't see anybody on Facebook. I'm sure somebody's there. Yeah, my hair is kind of, yeah. It's, <laughs> I need a haircut, okay? I, I really need to get the top, top of it cut because it's way too long. But anyway, okay, so I got to tell you the story. Last night I was at Awana. And before my class started, uh, one of my girls came running up to me in the main um, hallway, sanctuary, where everybody is. Hey, thanks thanks for sharing out, Stephen. Um, and she said, Miss Stacy, I got you a present. And she handed me this, um, what do you call this, this 
Santa Claus uh, Christmas ornament that that she made. And I'm I'm going to share this with you because it really kind of showed me a uh, kind of taught me a lesson. Hi, Nick, or is it Nikki? So she handed me this and she said, Merry Christmas. And I was like, oh, now you got to understand. I'm not I'm not a mother, so I don't get the blessing of getting stuff like this given to me from my children. Hey, Dr. John. And so anyway, so she gave it to me. And then the first thing I noticed was like red on my fingers because it's very sticky still. It's very tacky. And um, anyway, and so. <laughs> so I, uh, I was, I was, I was trying not to get paint all over me <laughs> because it's sticky. Of course, I didn't say anything to her about it, but, but it really, really touched me. And then, and then her mom came up to me and she said to me, she said, did you give, did you get the gift that Maddie gave you? And I said, yeah. She, and she went on to tell me about how this little girl, started working on this on Thursday and, you know, painted it and all that. And, and it's been drying since Thursday. Well, here it is Monday and it's still not completely dry. (laughs) But, um, but anyway, it really touched my heart because I never saw, you know, uh, you know, volunteering for Awana as a way to get gifts or anything, you know, you know what I mean? So, but not that, not that (laughs) I expected this, but it's just, you know, that's not why I do it. I do it because I want the kids to know God's word, right? I mean, you know, anyway, so this will go on my tree as soon as me and Randall put our tree up. I'm not sure when we're, when we're going to do that, but, but then, then, so this got me thinking about, this because then I went into my class and I had bought all of the children that I I work with on Sunday night one of these fidget U's which you know comes in a nice package and everything and and I gave each one of them one of these as a little gift and it was really interesting to see how the children reacted to these you know I mean some 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 of the children, mostly the boys, completely destroyed theirs within minutes of getting it. I mean, they broke it apart and all that. And some some of the girls were just kind of like messing with it, going back and forth with it and all that. And, and it was just really interesting to me. And so it got me to thinking because, you know, for me in my head, there's, there's always a lesson everywhere in your head. Well, at least in my head. <laughs> From the beginning of time, when I became a believer in Jesus, you know, I'd open up the word of God and I would always get this lesson, whether I wanted one or not, right? <laughs> hey, you, you know what? You can make this into a lesson. And so I was telling Randall on the way home that I thought it was really interesting that that my intention as a giver of an undeclared or unsuspecting gift to somebody a.k.a. children, uh, wasn't to get anything in return. It was just the simple joy of of actually giving something, right? Kind of like a parent would a child, which I'm pretty sure most of you, you are parents, and those of you who aren't, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but But the consequence or the reaction to a gift was what really stood out to me last night. You know what I mean? They... Uh, you know, <laughs> reacted completely different. And so then, of course, that got me thinking about James chapter 1, because you know me, I'm always in the Word. So let's read James chapter 1. I want to read you a couple of verses in there, beginning in verse 1. And this actually ties into some of the stories we're going to look at today. So in James chapter 1, verse 1, it says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes who are dispersed abroad, greetings, Greetings. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And yet endurance, and and let endurance rather, have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. 
But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. Now think about that. So how many of you have ever thought of wisdom being a gift from God? It definitely is. Trust me on that. And it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea. (sighs) Driven and tossed by the wind. (sighs) For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. But the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. And the rich man is to glory in his humiliation. Because like flower and grass, he will pass away right? He will, he will pass away for the sun rises with a scorching wind and withers the grass and its flower falls off and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So too is the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. Yeah, he will, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Think about that one, huh? That's a, a crown of life. In Tune Blast, you know, you get a you get a crown <laughs> if you uh, actually <laughs> if you if you pass levels and if you stop, you'll lose your crown. But anyway, here here God promises us a crown of life. Let one, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. No, do not be deceived. Every good thing given... And every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the existence of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. So, and then, you know, we can finish the rest later, but I want to read this to you for a couple of reasons. Number one. We often take everything out of context when we read the Bible, don't we? Most of us do. Especially when I send out a verse of the day. Unless it's a proverb, it's actually taken out of context. But but here, there is a progression that that James is actually sharing with his his audience, right? He's sharing this progression of the fact that you're going to have trials, but you're going to get wisdom if you ask for it. Um. Not to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, obsessed with getting riches because, you know, I don't think God ever tells us anywhere actually to pray for, for riches or to pray to get rich. In fact, I think he warns us against that. But then he goes on to say that we're blessed if we persevere under trial and if we also, you know, do not give in to temptation. Why? Because... Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. God doesn't change. And that's awesome. Now, I don't know about you, but if I served a God that uh, that changed constantly, I would be very irritated with him <laughs> or her. I'd, I'd be like, what's with this? I thought you were my God. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but the consistency of the Lord is actually a very... Um, it's a gift in itself, right? That God is very consistent every day, you know, Hey, put a one. If you, if you expect the sun to come up in the morning, I do, you know, put a two. If you expect to go down in the evening, I do. Why? Because the God I serve who created the heavens and the earth is the one who actually keeps all these things in motion. And so his gift, not only is the gift of his son, Yeshua, Jesus, but his gift is really all around us. You know, it could be in the little things, you know, God taught me, God caught me a, a you know, a, a lesson last night with the children that I worked with. Some were pretty rambunctious. Some were like kind of sitting there, you know, I always learned something and it. And I told Randall afterwards, I said, I wonder if I, and I'm just throwing this out, this consider this your devotion or whatever for the day. But I wonder if I'm the only one that treats God's gifts to me 
whether it be his son himself, his word, or any other thing that he's given me, with a little bit of ungratefulness and discontent at times. And don't consider the lover of my soul, the giver of who I am, and what he did to, to give that to me. I mean, the gift of a tree, as an example. I have a beautiful tree in my front yard. I love my tree in my front yard. In fact, it's one of the, one of the things about this house that I like is the, is the tree. Because it's a nice, big, bushy tree. And I love birds and the birds getting there. And, and um, you know, but that tree had to start as, you know, a little seedling at first. And God had to allow the water and the roots to get deep and that thing to grow over time, you know. And, you know, but but we all walk around, we look at trees, we look at flowers and go, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, hey, we could grow a vegetable garden in our house and from this hanging thingy, you know, for 1995 from <laughs> an infomercial. We don't think anything of it, but... But I, I want to challenge you to consider thinking differently a little bit, you know, when it comes to gifts and gift giving. Um, because, you know, just like the widow's mite was worth way more than somebody giving a million dollars, I think I think there's a deeper lesson there for us if we actually take the time to appreciate it. You know, I, I serve in assisted living and there's a dear, precious young lady. Well, I guess she can't say young. She's my age. Eh, as you know, I just turned 50, so I'm not quite that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I couldn't resist the joke. But anyway, there's this woman who, who, who goes and she cooks. Um, and and the, the women who are over 80, most of them are actually 90 and above. They don't give a, they don't, they don't care if she burns something or doesn't turn out good, perfect, you know, but this poor woman, she, she's always like berating herself because things aren't perfect, but the ladies in the assisted living who are sitting there trying to learn stuff, they don't care. They're like, whatever. Hey, it's good for me. Peanut brittle, dentures, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about that last part. But anyway, that's, that's my point. Don't, don't begrudge small beginnings, first of all, but also consider the gift and the giver, not just the gift itself. That's my sermon for the day. The end. You can be dismissed now. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. So let's look at this satanic sculpture next to nativity at Illinois Capitol. Now, this is interesting to me because I know people that live in Illinois. And I forgot who it was, but somebody, I think, pointed this out to me, one of my, one of you people out there. Uh, so that's what it says. It says a satanic sculpture is on display in the Illinois Capitol during Christmas time this year. And as can be expected, there is much negative reaction. Duh! <laughs> the satanic sculpture called Knowledge is the Greatest Gift is located alongside a nativity scene and a menorah. And it shows the snake wrapped forearm of a woman holding an apple. The display is sponsored by the Satanic Temple Chicago. I'm I'm whole, I'm withholding an Obama joke, sorry, just so you know. David E. Smith of Illinois Family Institute has a number of problems with the satanic statue. The the satanic the satanic monument in Springfield only shows how hostile our culture is getting to the things of God, Smith argued. Christians have for years now been able to celebrate putting the nativity scene in the Capitol every year. And in the past, we've had monuments for atheists, but now it's taken, it's being taken a step further. Smith insists that there is something that the Satanists do not realize or just choose to ignore. Scripture tells us that little baby Jesus in that manger is the one who is going to crush that serpent's head <clears throat> and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it, Smith pointed out. The Christian pro-family advocate encourages Christians to pray for these atheists. These people are lost and do not realize that Jesus is love and that he came to rescue us from ourselves, Smith asserted. These people don't realize they have a need for the Savior and we need to pray that their eyes be opened because what they are celebrating is something they will regret for an eternity. 
Not probably not what you were expecting, huh? What do you think of this bare face? <clears throat> well, again, okay. just like the the last, not about the last story, but a recent story we looked at where there was a like an atheist nativity. Mm-hmm. I forget what was in the manger, but. You know, rather than offering an alternative, they're offering an affront or an attack. Right, they're mocking some, it. Right, you know, <clears throat> duh, a woman's hand holding an apple. Of course, scripture doesn't say apple. It's fruit. We don't know pomegranate, something, a, a species of tree a, no longer alive. A we banana, maybe. Pre-flood tree, I don't know. Anyway. Wouldn't it be but, funny if it turned out to be a banana? <laughs> This whole time, the whole world thought it was an apple. Yeah, well, there's traditional is this, this apple anyway. So, you know, the idea is, you know, those who have even a cursory knowledge of the Bible are familiar with that. You know, the woman takes the fruit and, you know, because it's you know, the fruit is desired to make one wise. And, and, and uh, you know, those that eat of it, the serpent tempts. You know, will will be as gods, knowing good and evil, mm-hmm. and surely that's what happened. They <laughs> they came to know evil experientially, and you know, with a serpent wrapped around the arm. I mean, what what more do you need? It's it's not about hey, we're offering an alternative. We're offering an attack uh, on the biblical narrative, and and well, they're just saying they're on the devil's side of the in the biblical narrative, right? Right. <laughs> Exactly, and and being you know placed at this time, next to next to the nativity of menorah, uh, you know the greatest gift is not the gift of God Himself in human form, the the God become flesh and dwelling among us, that He might, uh, you know, die for our sins, and you know, die in our stead that we might inherit his righteousness that's not the greatest gift nor does even the greatest gift of the miracle of the menorah you know the lampstand you know uh, the lamps burning um uh miraculously for an extended period of time uh when the the temple was rededicated uh after being um what's the word i'm looking for but the opposite of consecrated i don't know just um there's a common word i'm trying to remember but just doesn't come to mind anyway desecrated i guess yeah instead of consecrated desecrated uh by you know antiochus epiphanies and all that sort of stuff anyway but they're saying knowledge is the greatest gift and if, now if it was just standalone just a plaque mm-hmm. knowledge is the greatest gift you might say well okay but Come on, the woman's arm, the snake, the fruit, it's saying the, the knowledge that comes from Satan is the greatest gift. Any any gift or miracle that comes from God is, you know, the greatest <laughs> gift. The greatest gift is what Satan offers. And so, yeah, uh, and maybe they think it's funny. Maybe they're atheists. You know, the whole things, that whole book of fairy tales and all that kind of stuff, but... Um, as, as, you know, uh, Smith, I can't remember his first name, but as he was quoted, you know, these people don't realize. David, David Smith. Yeah, David Smith, these people don't realize they have a need for a savior and we need to pray that their eyes be open because what they are celebrating is something they will regret for an eternity. Yeah. Dr. John said, why when, why when you know the winning team, would you pick the losing side? Not much logic to that. Uh, position so yeah not really you know i mean it, it all i can say is that these these individuals are are spiritually blinded i think i mean that's the only thing it can be to have either that or the reprobate and they're thinking because they they knew the truth and they exchanged the truth of god for a lie well yeah we'll look we'll even look at the religious leaders look at the pharisees mm-hmm. in the first century you know, when when confronted time after time with the authentication of the Messiahship of Yeshua, that he was, in fact, Messiah, the one he claimed to be, you know, all the way down to the, the miraculous exorcism, it's like, he casts out devils by the 
prince of devils, you know? Right, doesn't make any it's sense. It's like, what the what? I mean, they're just, they're just making stuff up now, just not to be on that side. We reject him. Our pride, you know, which is his pride, which is the which is the heart of sin, ultimately, because it's about me, me, me. It's self, self, self. But, you know, that was highly illogical. When time after time confronted with the proof of his messiahship, for lack of a better word, they just resorted to just complete yeah. illogic to reject him. And, and so I think it's the same thing yeah. now, just out of pride. It's like, we will not have this man rule over us. We will not bow the knee. We'll do whatever it takes, however foolish, however nonsensical. Right. It just will not bow. So Marlene um, said, come on, come on. You better say so, prophetess, you in the house. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, God is good. He gave me He gave me a voice. I tend to use it sometimes too much. <laughs> Okay, I want to read. I wanted to. I want to alert you guys to a couple of really quick stories here. Um, I'm not going to read the actual whole stories because I got two more I want to get to. I want to tell you about this dog. That's kind of cool, very touching story. But I also want to tell you um, about an article titled "How About Transgender Storytime from a Victim." We'll look at that. But on the identity theft uh, front, you guys know I look at these stories every single day, and today I pulled three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you some highlights from two of them and then read one. Because you guys, in case you're, you're a Verizon user, just as an example, uh, there was actually an article coming out of Delaware um, where it says here, uh, police recently received a complaint from a citizen in Kent County regarding a phone call in which the caller claimed to be with Verizon. Now, I don't know about how many of you are Verizon users, uh, but... T- um, Legal Shield, ID Shield has a perk for Verizon, by the way. But listen to this. It says the caller claimed network was switching from 4G to 5G, which would cause cell phone service problems and required an account reset. The caller then instructed the victim to restart his cell phone, which he did. Moments later, the victim received an email from Verizon confirming his order uh, for an Apple iPod or iPad tablet. The scammer had made the order in the victim's name. So... Just be on the alert in the in the event that you are a Verizon customer. There are people out there who are hacking into Verizon and and uh, doing that. And then the other uh, the other story I wanted to highlight just for a second is actually titled um, "Cyber Criminals Targeting Business Identities." Now I don't know how many of you own a business. Uh, I do. Hello. <laughs> You're participating in it right now, actually. Um, but. Something has upset my fierce tuggy bear. And anyway, it says here, uh, when we imagine the possibility of identity theft, we, we often think of an attack on a person, but it can also happen to a business as well. Scammers are becoming more clever this tax season, some of them posing as CEOs and CFOs of small businesses emailing the human resources department of the actual company requesting all employees w-2 so yeah that's tuggy bear not grover grover's an angel just so you know he really is he's the sweetest most great dog in the world yeah but 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 anyway i wanted to just alert you to this um just in case you own a business there are, there are scammers out there who are targeting businesses because right around this, this holiday season, the tax scams are going to start. And it's kind of weird because as I've started to study this for the last six months, um, it's, it's actually a, um, a really sad thing. Now, over on the Wall Street Journal, aw, thanks, Annie. Uh, it says here, thieves can now nab your data in a few minutes for a few bucks. If someone wants to find my social security number, it will take them exactly $3 and five minutes, a data security specialist said. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I do want you to hear part of this. It says here, no, Tug already ate. As investigators work to assess who hacked Marriott International Incorporated, which, by the way, they haven't discovered yet, (laughs) and the extent of the damage, one place they are hunting is the shadowy digital bazaars uh, where thieves and spies tried trade stolen personal data 
A seemingly endless string of breaches have hit big companies and their users in recent years. 500 million potential victims at Marriott's Starwood Properties. 117 million users in the 2012 hack of LinkedIn. 3 billion at Yahoo in 2013. It says here, often these attacks fuel a black market wash and pilfered data bought, sold, and repackaged for criminal uses. So much stolen data is available on the dark web. People shouldn't worry whether their information has been swiped, said Elvis Chan, a supervisory special agent with the federal, with the FBI, who investigates cyber intrusions. Every American person should assume all of their data is out there. The pipeline for personal information has made it cheap and easy to get. The asking price for a single piece of data, such as a credit card number, webmail, password, or social security number can be just a few bucks, just a few dollars. Uh, and, and then it goes, this article goes on to talk about how easy it is and the different, uh, hi, Advar, the different uh, ways that they're actually doing this. And so I just want to bring this up again because... I know a lot of people are like, well, I have the credit card protection, but that's not all these breaches, especially the Marriott one, which is a huge, I mean, they're all huge, but Marriott specifically said passports and stuff like that. Well, if you don't have a passport, okay, you don't have to worry about that, but your driver's license, your social security number, all that other stuff for, for like literally a few dollars a month, you can be having that monitored. Ah, I know that's what it was. I wanted to see if I could find it. No, I can't. It's not there. (laughs) Anyway, I read in another article, and I'm just going to say this approximately. Approximately the average person, okay, this is what the article said. I'll have to find it later. But the average person whose identity is stolen, and they, they, they actually have to deal with it. It takes them 20 hours to deal with it on average. And the criminals get about seven to eight hundred dollars, um, which is which seems kind of low. But if you think about it, twenty hours out of your life to get that money back and to get your your info, you know, dealt with, it's a headache. I like I said that one of my listeners' dads took him forty days. I think it was he told me, and he almost lost forty grand. So uh, anyway. <clears throat> So that's just out there. If you haven't gotten protection yet with ID Shield, just hit me up. Let me know you want to get it and we'll sign you up. Okay? Because I just want you to protect yourself. All right. What do you think? Dog story or transgender story? Put a D for dog or a T for T. T for transgender. I'm going to take some water. Cycle Chicks joined. Hello, Cycle Chicks. I know there's like a 20 second delay. Time is ticking as I'm waiting for your answer. (laughs) Okay. Well, both isn't helpful. I'm going to do them both. I just want to know which one you want to do first. (laughs) There's always a smarty pants in the audience. Let's just go alphabetical. D. Okay, Melanie said D, so... Uh-huh. Oh, Cycle Chicks is a bot. Gotcha. Okay, you're gonna get you're gonna get blocked right now. Block. Okay. All right, so let's talk about the dog. You guys know that California was on fire quite a bit. For all I know, it probably is still. Uh this this dog comes from the this story comes out of the AP. Uh it says here, dog that survived California wildfire guarded home for weeks. San Francisco a dog that survived the catastrophic wildfire in Northern California apparently protected the ruins, or ruins, depending on where you're at, of his home for almost a month until his owner returned. Madison was there waiting when Andrea Gaylord was allowed back to check on her burned property in Paradise this week. Gaylord fled when the November 8th fire broke out and decimated the town of 27,000. An animal rescuer who who responded to Gaylord's request to check on Madison first spotted the male Anna Tolian Shepherd mix several days later. 
Uh, Shayla Sullivan said the outdoor guard dog was apprehensive and kept his distance. Sullivan left food and water for him regularly until Gaylord got back on Wednesday. Aw, that's so nice. So she also helped locate Madison's brother, Miguel, another Antolian shepherd mix that was taken to a shelter 85 miles away in the confusing aftermath of the wildfire. If the evacuees can't be there, I'm going to be, and I'm going to give, now I'm not going to give up on their animal until they get, they can get back in. The dogs reunited Friday when Gaylord came back to the property with Miguel and brought Madison his favorite treat, a box of wheat thin crackers. (laughs) Gaylord told news station ABC 10 she couldn't ask for a better animal. Imagine the loyalty of hanging in in the worst of circumstances and being here waiting, she said. Their instinctual job is to watch the flocks and we're a part of them, Gaylord said about her dogs. It's it's a comforting feeling. Aw, doesn't that warm the cockles of your heart, people? Ah, yeah, it does. And I know Randall wants to share a story because I know he wants to. Go ahead. I do? Well, I thought you did. No. Ah. Well, I mean, you know, there's these viral videos that, like, you can watch on Facebook and YouTube and stuff of of animals being reunited with their owners and stuff. And, I mean, I know the very first time Randall and I went on a business trip, we were gone a week. And I had to leave Grover. Oh, my gosh. It, like, you know, I mean, it was, it was a killer leaving him. But when I got back, it was almost, like, worse because... He was howling and crying and carrying on and and you know you could I thought his chest his heart was gonna burst out of his chest because he was so you know like so happy to see me and then the first time he was just so happy that he was like like oh my gosh I mean he cried for like a whole day because he was so happy that we were back so I can't even imagine I I don't understand people who don't like dogs first of all I mean I can understand why people don't like cats okay I get that but. But dogs, nah, I don't, I don't get it. And people who abuse Perhaps dogs, they've never really had one, or I certainly not been close to one. But they're definitely, they're definitely loyal animals. Yeah. Speaking of my baby, here he is. He just got a bath. Yeah, look at that face, man. I gave him a kiss. You can see. Yep. Yeah, I did. I give you a kiss, huh? Oh, yeah, I did. I give you the biggest kiss ever. You're the cutest dog in the world. Yeah, you are. You're the most smartest, the most sweet, the most lovable, the most awesomest dog in the whole entire world. Yeah, you are. And you're humble, too. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Ah, I love my baby. I know. Isn't he the cutest? Yeah, I gave him a kiss. That's my lipstick. Right? All right. He's like, all right, mom, enough. <sighs> anyway. I know. See, I got good. We got some hearts for that. <laughs> uh, you need to do some scopes with Bible cat, Melanie. You know, instead of these pictures with scripture, just like do your cat, man. Okay. All right. So, before we get to the transgender story, let's remind everybody, Ariel Ministries this month has 30% off on anything in their store. When you spend $30, you get 30% off at ariel.org. Don't forget that. You can go over there and um, and get some stuff, get some Christmas presents for people. Hanukkah's almost over, so you missed that one. But hey, if you uh, go there and get some Christmas stuff, you can save 30% on $30 or more. And also, if you go over to BibleNewsRadio.com, don't forget, you can get the Fall of Man uh, Bible study absolutely free. Just sign up there right there on the front page. You can get it, uh, and that will help you. Yeah, yeah, well, that will help you out. Just wanted to let let you know that. (laughs) I also do, just so you know, if you you, you want some other Christmas gifts, you can buy this book here. What's this called? The Gospel of uh, the Holocaust and Isaiah 53. Hey, Carol. Carol, you are beloved. Uh, this book here is actually a very good book, you guys. So uh, what am I selling it for? $10, I think. Or more if you want to give me $500 for it to underwrite the rest of next year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, just $10. $10 or whatever. Uh, you can pull it up there and... um. Just donate via PayPal. 
And don't forget, it is also the reason for giving special gifts to the host of Bible News Radio. In particular, this cutie figure from Cricket. You know, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Cricket cuties are like the ultimate in greatness. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you did. It's a great book, actually. So, uh, yeah, the Cricket cutie. I'm looking the wrong way. There it is right there. See that? Wouldn't you like me to have one of these? Seriously, I need to contact Cricket. I've been trying to lobby them on Instagram. So far, no dice. But hey, I believe you all love me enough to buy me one. Yeah, I do. Wait, this is right there. <laughs> ah, you know when I get one from you, I'm going to let you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it to you. Just so you know, there he is. Pretty cute, isn't he? He kind of looks like a, an alien if you really think about it. You know, one of those big aliens, raw, the UFO types. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to take me seriously, isn't it? All right, so let's now revert back to the news mode. No, I haven't received my wish yet. Not yet. <laughs> hey, I actually do scrapbook. I do. I actually have coloring journals. I have like a whole bunch of scrapbook stuff. I got washi tape. In fact, my kids had a water. They're like, Miss Stacy, how come you didn't give us any washi tape this year? I'm like, because I gave you these things instead. Um, but anyway. Um, okay, this story. How about a transgender story time from a victim? I'm looking for a sale on... Ah, uh, you are? Aw, that alien creek. Okay, all right. Brian Fisher, who's the head of uh, uh, Voke Focal, Focal Point... Is that how you say it? Focal, F-O-C-A-L. Is that how you say it? That's how I would pronounce it. Focal point. Focal point. Okay. This airs over on the American Family Radio Network. A network I should be on. <laughs> but God doesn't want me there because I don't have the money to pay to be there. Whatever. Listen to this. It says, the nation has been awash in dra drag queen story hours at local libraries. Okay, this was published the 5th, by the way. Uh, these, as you might guess, involve men dressed up as garishly adorned women. The obvious goal here is, the con is to convince an entire generation of children that transvestites are perfectly normal. It's gutter-dragging attempt to define deviancy down before most of the children in the library even know what deviancy is. Another form of sexual deviancy it's, quote, deviant, unquote, because it deviates from God's design for human sexuality. That is sweeping everything before it is transgenderism. This is a movement to convince males that if they like being a female, they can become one. It is a monstrous lie which destroys the innocence of children exposed to it and even destroys transgenders themselves, 41% of whom commit suicide. Don't forget that, okay? Yet, yeah, city after city seems determined to grant special rights to sexually confused men and women with special punish punishments for anybody, including pastors, churches, teachers, and parents who would dare to challenge the transgender agenda in the name of sexual normalcy. A woman and mother named Tracy posted the following on the, the Focal Point Facebook page and granted me permission to include it in my column. It's testimony she gave before the Houston City Council as they considered an ordinance to grant special rights to transvestites. Uh, special rights that would then be used to bludgeon Christian businesses, including daycares, schools, and churches into submission. That, that we as a culture would celebrate this kind of family-destroying depravity is truly an abomination in every sense of the word. Here's a personal testimony from a man, from a woman who was married to a transgender um, man. Yeah, forty-one percent suicide rate is very high. All think, I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's the testimony. Uh, it says, "I have an idea. Let's just have a transgender story time at the library. I will start with my story. It isn't a really happy story." But it's a true story. It includes children being told they can no longer, no, no longer call their father dad, even in the privacy of their own home, or they face punishment. It includes children being coerced to wear pride bracelets to school by a transgender lover of their transgender father. It includes transgender father and FTM, female to male. 
lover repeatedly telling a ninth grade boy it's okay to be gay and he can totally tell them if he is. It includes an MTF father, that's uh, male to female, and his transgender activist friends trying to put children ages 5, 6, and 11 on the transgender float in the Pride Parade, which featured a man wearing a bondage outfit, leash, and holding a whip. It includes abuse and threat to murder all of my children and my ex by the FTM female-to-male lover of their father. It includes a FTM transgender that has a criminal history for assault and battery against a woman partner, but was still appointed to co-chair to the LGBT advisory board by Mayor Turner. It includes children finding sex toys and straps for bondage and S&M on the bed at their dad's house, where they sometimes slept with their dad and his lover on the same bed. It includes how nobody who knew this was happening in the family courts, court-appointed counselor and psychiatrist, and CPS did not take action to protect these children until a lawsuit was underway, putting the microscope on them. It would include boys who cried themselves to sleep for years, and this is all caps and exclamation points, it would include a boy dropping out of Boy Scouts because he did not have a father to, to participate with after the crossover ceremony because his dad was crossing over to the opposite sex. It would include the harassment I had to endure at the hands of activist lawyers, bombarding me with motions and complaints and running up legal bills on a single mom while activists paid the bills of the transgender client so that the kids could be taken into custody by him for a victory on their side, despite the fact they were primarily cared for all the time by me, the mother. It would include suicidal ideation experienced by my boys and manifestations of OCD, including um, trichotillomania, pulling out of the hair, eyelashes, and eyebrows, and one child, and also forced regurgitation by one child because the child wanted to feel calm and in control. It would include a father who wanted to breastfeed his own baby. It would include a counselor who was active in the LGBT community calling me closed-minded when I wanted to save my marriage and stop the cross-dressing I had found out about. It would include that I, or that the counselor said, I must be a lesbian. It would include the deep pain that a wife suffered as a result of losing a husband and breaking up her family over what is a lie, a man becoming a woman. It would include the ways the cross-dressing tormented her and affected her own expression of femininity for years. It would include how the narcissist survival techniques of a man who is living a lie and pursuing, pursuing even bigger one affects the mind and spirit of a wife. It would include how doctors lie on medical records because of feelings. It would include how counselors ignore previous mental health diagnosis and pursued the wishes of their patient, even without his wife being informed of the impending sex change. Now, that's over the top, in my opinion. I mean, this is all over the top, but that would really, that would fry me. If all of a sudden, Bareface became a woman, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> I'd be like, what the heck? It would include a husband concealing the taking of sex change hormones for over 11 years, possibly contributing to a miscarriage and related cancer. It would include being told, I cannot co-parent with a transgender parent because I'm a Christian. It would include a lawyer trying to force me by the power of the courts to use preferred pronouns when referring to my husband of 15 years and father of three to my children. I don't know what to dress up as and what songs and crafts to include in this story time, but it would be an honest story time. And then Brian Fisher says, my note, may God forgive us for indulging this kind of sexual deviancy and may he raise up statesmen with enough to testosterone to take this movement head on stop it in its tracks and bury it deep in the ground now you know that the lgbt activists if they saw that first of all they hate brian fisher they hate him i mean i know his, i know this guy i have friends who, who are friends with brian fisher i actually know people you know who are on that station um and they hate i mean the lgbt lobby hates this guy i mean they want him dead they <laughs> they yeah anyway and, um, but, you know, the, the devil forbid, I'm not going to say God forbid, the devil forbids the truth from getting out there because that really is the thing. And I have, I have listeners in my audience. Uh, I recently had a very interesting meeting with a man who crossed over to become a woman for an, for an art, uh, for 
a thing and um you know <laughs> it's tragic the name of the article is it's over on renewamerica.com and it's titled how about transgender story time from a victim and yeah and then and Mama Gina says, and the children sleeping in the same bed as two transgender men with sex and bestiality toys. I know. I know, right? And I get that this this fathers, <laughs> this this deadbeat fathers, this absentee fathers, lover is a FTM, a female to male transgender. So he's pretending a woman. She's pretending to be a man. And then they're... <laughs> it's... I, it's it's sad. It really is. It's, it's pitiable that to be so lost in fantasy, basically, that... Yeah. It... It messes not with, on, with only your own reality, but, you know, messes up life for everybody else. You know, if if there was a dad who, like, you know, decided he was going to be a rock star, he fantasized being a rock star, and left the family to go pursue this life of, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or whatever, you know, abandoned the children, abandoned his wife to you know, fulfill this, you know, idea, this fantasy of being a rock star, you know, that would be, that would be terrible. Any other thing. Um, yeah. And that's the way I see it. He's got this fantasy that he, he imagines himself as a woman. Uh, but instead of just abandoning the family, he goes through this extreme cosmetic surgery and hormone injections, stuff like that, irreversible, uh, by the way, and and instead it's 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 my my dad the wannabe rock star. It's right. My dad, the woman, or well, I just anyway. Yeah. Ouch. My knee just snapped. Ugh, that anyway. hurt. Hi, hi, Paul. Paul's over on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I saw Melanie was there. Melanie came back. Um, well, you know, there's there's a whole other layer to this that I know we really haven't talked a lot about, but I'm going to talk about just a little bit for a minute. I think Dr. John should come on and talk about this topic, actually. Yeah. Um, the topic really has to do with narcissism. Yeah. And um, I was recent. I've been studying narcissism for, for I don't know, a while. <laughs> Long story why. Uh, but I will just give you the short version is that my mother was actually a narcissist. I didn't realize that until recently uh, because of something else. But what what is interesting is that there's a top leading expert on narcissism who's actually on the Internet. He's all over YouTube. He's a guy who actually knows he has narcissism himself, but he, he actually um, has... Um, you love the topic. Yeah, I know. It's very, it's a fascinating topic. I've learned a lot about it. Um, but, but what's interesting is that this guy, and I can't think of his name at the moment, but I'll find it later. This guy actually talks about how, you know, we're all narcissistic to a degree. I mean, duh, hello. You know, I mean, we're all narcissistic to a degree. And with the advent of social media, in a sense, we've all become even more narcissistic um because of the fact that there's this attention competition thing you talk to your students about the cluster b personality yeah and you know that's the interesting thing john is that you you, you know the cluster b personality types when you when you add borderline and all these other ones in there with that <laughs> it, it's a it's a tough situation well what this guy was saying this avowed expert on narcissism who is a narcissist he was saying the most dangerous type of narcissism is now the the um how do you say it the, the psychotic narcissists which he said are the more dangerous types because they don't care that they're going to hurt somebody um you know whereas a uh, benign narcissist and i i don't mean that literally <laughs> uh, 
you know, it's like, hey, look at me. I'm so great. I'm going to do this grandiose idea and everybody's going to follow me. And I'm so great. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to walk on everybody until I get to the top, whatever. I mean, you know, that's that type of narcissist. Hey, hey, Rick. But the other kind can actually, this guy was actually saying that it can lead to death. I mean, these people can get so violent and out of touch with the reality that it, it can eventually lead to murder in a lot of cases. And this guy was actually kind of sounding the alarm about it. And that's what's concerning to me about the whole transgender thing, because first of all, when somebody is so mentally unstable, and I'll just say it that way, that they are having unnecessary surgery to alter their physical body, thinking that it will change their mental state, who's to say how crazy they could go in trying to hurt a child or another person you know i i've shared this before but it was probably it was in, when i was in california i actually spoke at a um a, at a uh, christian school conference on the topic of the lgbt agenda um and um and it was really interesting because uh the children there were kind of brainwashed into supporting it and, you know, the the conference, the coinciding counseling conference that I was a part of in uh, San Diego, the head uh, psychologist, she was actually, she actually advocated for the transgender guy, given the actual thing on the sex change issues, that they didn't care about the actual research or the child development or any PUJ's research or anything like that. And it had, had nothing to do with any of that. Uh, all they cared about was trying to get doctors who were willing to do the surgery. And that's part of the problem, too, is that you've had these activist community come into the medical field, um, whereas the first guy who performed a transgender-type surgery actually repented and said, ah, I'm never doing this again. Now they have infiltrated that to the point where there are they have a lobby of doctors who are doing that. And so... You know, and part of the punishment and part of the insanity could be to easily convince a child, oh, I'm gay or I'm I'm transgender, so I'm going to go ahead here and I'm going to um, I'm going to go ahead and and make sure that you get hormones to alter you, which is child abuse completely. The narcissist and antisocial are often the most likely to meet criteria for psych. So yeah, so psychopathy it's and the numbers are going up that's actually what he said john see that's why you should be on here talking about this me and you should you should come on we should do a show on this because i think you would we'd just let you host it <laughs> and here's dr john um because you know what it's it's sad and it's all tied in it's tied in together and i mean when kids are being abused that way you know that just kills me it just breaks my heart you know I had a I had a child yesterday and in, in one of my class in my class when I gave him a a gift at the end I you know he said I don't deserve this and I'm cuz he was acting out during class I'm like no you know here you can take it he's like I don't deserve it. I mean that crushed me you know so to have a kid in that confusing environment with these people who are confused confused jeez that just yeah that's just it just it's evil at the you know at the core it's evil very evil. All right, we'll set up a date. We will set up a date, people. All right, so I need to rest my voice because my throat's still sore. Um, so I know Gina. Yeah, Mama Gina's been on kind of the receiving end as well, you know, her situation. So, and you know what? It's easy for these narcissists to make their victims look like the crazy one, right? I mean, if they gaslight and they do all these things that they, I mean, the projection and the blame and all that stuff is, is just crazy. So anyway, but it's a fun topic. <laughs> it's a fun topic and not a fun topic <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So tomorrow is Tuesday and tomorrow, I think we're going to air one of our interviews from, um, from the the prophecy conference i still have like 10 interviews i think left um so we're going to do that and we'll get john booked on the show and we'll talk about this issue and and um you know maybe john can give us some 
some better insight and tips on on it because you know what it's not going to stop uh and it's just going to get worse and worse in our culture and the church is going to have to figure out whether or not we're going to actually stand with god on his word or we're going to capitulate to the culture and you know what and that book, After the Ball, if you're new to this show, you have not seen my Marketing of Homosexuality to America series, it's over on my YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com forward slash Bible News Radio. There's a whole playlist, eight hours. If you watch that series, I guarantee you, you will see this agenda as clear as day, written um, by gay act to gay activists. I'm using their words. So um, this is uh, something you, you really need to watch. So anyway... So check that out. Get your free Bible study over at our website. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm going to go rest my voice. All right. So be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And protect kids because they need you to protect them, not abuse them. (sighs) 